Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Post Game Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. We're now in day three of the Matt Nagy. Nagy? Uh, We'll figure out how to pronounce it here eventually. And appropriately, this is our third podcast in that time span as we are going to be continuing our analysis of this hire. And I'm your host, Will DeWitt. Today, I'm joined by my fellow Bears brother, Brandon Hazlett. And additionally, we have a very special guest today. His name is Seth Kaiser, and he is the host of the, the Chief in the North podcast to give us a firsthand account of our new Bears head coach, and Seth, I just want to thank you for taking the time joining us today. I want to know, how are you? And uh, does Saturday still kind of have that sting to it that I'm anticipating it does? <laughs> I'm doing very, very well. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, you know, Saturday does still have a bit of a sting to it because it was a game that they absolutely should have won. But honestly, I'm the kind of guy to where I was very upset the night of. But normally when you lose a playoff game, you're always thinking, oh, what's next? Well, Chiefs fans know what's next. We finally get to see a drafted quarterback. It's going to be the Patrick Mahomes show. So we're actually excited. So I'm doing better today. Awesome. I'm glad you're doing better. That's always better than the alternative. And personally, myself, like plenty of other Bears fans, uh, I've been relentlessly kind of reading and listening to everything that I can about Coach Nagy. It's Mm -hmm. uh, been, you know, it's valuable to gain insight from someone who has covered the team such as you on, you know, he's been with the Chiefs now for five years. I'm sure you have some great insight. And we, like I mentioned right before we went live, have a good handful or so of questions. I want to know, Seth, are you ready to dive in? I am very ready to dive in. This should be fun. It should be. And I'm excited. And my first one is some real talk. I want to know, how much did you know about Matt Nagy before this season? Uh, before the season, I knew a fair amount about him. Um, I'm a bit of a fanatic and obviously I've got my job at Arrowhead Pride and the podcast that I do. So I might have known a little more about him than normal, but he was given a lot of credit for the development that we saw in Alex Smith. Uh, some of the good play that we saw from him helping him with from the quarterback angle. Um, obviously, while Doug Peterson was still in town, you didn't hear his name called as much. But he was still always considered kind of the behind the scenes head coach and waiting guy. Even when Peterson was on staff, I always heard whispers that the superior eventual head coaching candidate was Nagy, not Peterson. Interesting. And I want to kind of look a little bit more in this development of Alex Smith because, you know, Nagy, who's brought on to be the quarterback's coach, uh, actually, it's going to be five years ago tomorrow. And every season under Nagy, uh, Alex Smith, he improved, which is evident. You can you see that his yards increased every year. So did his completion percentage and touchdowns per season. So I want to know what are some things, because I know you're a tape guy, that you can kind of see on film of uh, the progression of Alex Smith uh, when you look at those five seasons, uh, because Bears fans, we're very excited of what Nagy can do in terms of molding uh, Mitchell Trubisky. 
Sure. I think one of the things that Nagy did a good job with was he accentuated what Andy Reid already does well, which uh, he identifies the strengths of a quarterback and helps design an offense that accentuates those strengths and minimalizes weaknesses. Um, it's kind of the, the classic, rather than sitting there trying to make your weaknesses great, make your good spots greater and then try to minimize your weaknesses. He's very good with that. He also, you could see a noticeable difference in Alex from year one with the Chiefs to year five with the Chiefs in terms of downfield passing and pocket presence. Now, that's never going to be Alex's forte, and everyone knows that. But there was improvement. There was definitely development in that area, which is impressive. I also thought I noticed as the years went along, and whether you want to credit the offensive scheme or whether you want to credit Nagy, that it seemed that Alex was a little bit quicker going through progressions as time went by. Alex came to the Chiefs a relatively finished product, so it's not like a rookie, but you saw some weaknesses get a little bit better, and the things he was already good at seem to enhance, particularly with regards to pre-snap reads and running the offense very efficiently. They all got better every year. There was a bit of a hiccup in 16, but I wouldn't put that on Nagy. That was a long story that I won't bore you with. <laughs> <laughs> and so Nagy only called you know plays for a handful of games. Uh, from someone uh, such as you who loves to watch tape, uh, can you mm -hmm. explain as far as beyond Alex Smith, what he changed, uh, what the whole offense was able uh, to change once he took control? Absolutely. Um, so as you guys probably know, it was written out about a lot about nationally this year. Reed kind of introduced a whole new system this year. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Here, um, kind of a combination of West Coast and spread offense, like almost a combination of what, say, Mahomes did at Texas Tech versus right. what Andy Reid has been doing for years. And it was a whole new system, and that was one of the reasons they were mollywopping guys early in the year because no one had seen anything like it. Um, so then you know, things slowed down during the middle of the year, and then Nagy took over the play calling. And what you saw from him, now just to back up for a quick second, sure. Reid has given Nagy a lot of credit for helping design this offense, which is, again, it's a great blend of the tried-and-true West Coast principles with some vertical element mixing in spread concepts, which is lethal. It, it, it was incredibly impressive. Um, so he, he helped with the design of it, according to Andy Reid. And then when he took over the play calling midway through the season when the Chiefs were in a slump, you noticed a few major changes immediately. Um, the biggest one was the focus on RPOs, read pass options. Um, those suddenly went from being something you saw maybe between half a dozen and 10 times a game to seeing anywhere between 20 and 25 times a game. Wow. And it uh, it took advantage of the Chiefs' unique personnel situation and Alex Smith's strengths. And so the RPOs were something you saw a ton of, and it really benefited the team. That was the biggest change. And you also saw an improvement in late-game play calling with regards to running the ball with Kareem Hunt instead of Andy, you know, 
doing Andy things. Sure, sure. You know, that's very exciting uh, hearing uh, from a Bears fan's perspective. And yesterday during his press conference, Nagy, he stated that he's a leader of men and he's very aggressive with his approach. Uh, did you experience kind of those traits during his times in Kansas City uh, from your perspective? I know you live in Minnesota. Uh, you're not really working directly with the team, but maybe have any insight what players had to say about him, coaches as well. And I just want to know, like, what kind of coach are we getting in Matt Nagy? Um, you know, the, those types of things tend to get overshadowed to an extent because Andy Reid's personality kind of permeates the entire atmosphere as a player's coach. Um, but what you, what little we did hear was that he, he was a good combination of demanding, but also working with players. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to just give you guys things you want to hear. That's legitimately what I heard. The players loved him. That's good. Um, I, I heard that almost universally, but he was also very, very tough on them at the same time. So it, from the sounds of it, he was a good blend, you know, with Andy Reid, who's a little more of the players coach, having a guy who, while being there for the players, is still willing to come down on them and have high expectations. So something that we've learned about or have noticed from Nagy is that he's done a solid job at getting the most out of his players, putting them in the position to succeed in favorable matchups during the game. Kind of like you said, really maximizing the strengths. Is that something that you obviously noticed as well, I would assume? Absolutely. Um, with with Nagy's role in the offense being increased this year, it was easily the best the Chiefs offense has looked in the five years since Andy came. Now, part of that, you know, Tyreek Hill was given a larger role. Kareem Hunt is obviously a very good player. Ty uh, Travis Kelsey had a great season. But a lot of that was the system, rather than um, being built around the system for the sake of the system, it seemed very much built around the unique characteristics that the Chiefs had. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, they're all unique players. And so they built a system around their unique strengths and it was really fun to watch. And I think Nagy deserves a ton of credit for that because this was the year that he had by far the most say. And this was the year the offense took a huge step forward and went from kind of the plotting Chiefs offense of years past to a legitimately dangerous offense until, you know, the second half of playoff games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to maybe provide an example of how uh, maybe Nagy is able to use like Hill? Because I know a lot of people are excited for our guy here, Tariq Cohen, how he can be used in space. Uh, sure. Do you want to give us some examples on how like you saw that uh, when you were reviewing some tape? Well, I would say it would be a mistake to 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 compare the two because Tyreek Hill was placed in the X receiver role this year. It's sure. kind of a outside of Kansas City. It's kind of a common misnomer that that Hill was treated more like a gadget player this year. He took Jeremy Macklin's spot when Macklin left. However, you could see some of it in how Hill was used last year, and you can see some of it in how uh, Nagy used Kareem Hunt, actually. Now, so I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's analogous to Tyreek Hill because Hill was given a pure receiver role. However, when you look at how he used Hunt in particular, they did a lot of, of different movements, um, having the running back line up wide which took advantage of the fact that Hunt is a surprisingly good route runner, although he's nowhere near what Cohen is. Um, I, I think he's going to do incredible things under Nagy. They move them, they move them all over the field to find favorable matchups. And another thing that they do that other teams started mimicking was they, they started running deep and intermediate routes out of the backfield, you know, rather than just your traditional wheel routes, you know, sure. it, like say in week one against the Patriots, they had him, you know, run up the seam, for on a go route, which was something that I'm Belichick said afterwards, you know, we hadn't seen that before they imitated it the next week. And so I think you're going to see him used all over the field in a much more creative way that gets him one-on-one -on -one against defenders in space and in coverage. And I, I think he's going to have an incredible year because that guy can play.
Yeah, no, no doubt about right. it. We're excited uh, to see what he can do. We felt like he was a little bit limited uh, under mm-hmm. the John Fox style logins here in Chicago. But now with Nagy, like you said, putting him in matchups, uh, places, positions to succeed. Uh, that's something that I'm very excited about. Uh, but Seth, as you know, nobody is perfect. You know, we're all human. I want to know, does uh, Nagy, at least in terms of like a Kansas City perspective, does he have any like perceived weaknesses that we should know about? Or do you personally have any like concerns about him being a head coach of a franchise? Um, well, right now in Kansas City, because of the playoff loss, you know, the, the thoughts among the common fans are right now is, you know, it was, you know, fire Reed, hire Nagy. So, I mean, as far as they're concerned, he's perfect. Andy Reed took over play calling the second half and Nagy can do no wrong. Um, but you know, that's kind of like a backup quarterback syndrome. Here's what I would say with Nagy. The one thing that would concern me, it's almost impossible to separate him from Andy Reed's offensive design. And we know from 20 years in the NFL that Andy Reed's offensive design is very good and he's exceptional at that. And so it, the question as to how, um, prevalent or, or how, how powerful a voice Nagy had in game planning and in play calling, even though it was the same thing with Doug Peterson, Reed claimed to give over play calling duties, but everyone noticed each, each time that he still had a play sheet in front of him every week and he still had headphones and everyone knows Andy Reed likes to try to get his assistants head coaching jobs. And so my one hesitation would be how much of it was Nagy and how much of it was Reed, a known, very good offensive coach. In this case, I think Nagy, was able to take Andy Reid's system and he used the system once he was the one calling the plays. And I think he was for the most part, he took those strengths and then actually uh, did away with some of the more maddening tendencies Reid has. And so in the perfect world, the ideal world to go the opposite direction of what you asked me, he would be the strengths of Andy Reid without the weaknesses. Now that would be a really, really, really great coach. But the, the, the concern is how much of it was him, how much of it was the system that was in place and the players, because Travis Kelsey, you you know, all the respect to the players you guys have, you don't have a Travis Kelsey. And, you know, so the, there's some questions there as to whether it was the situation. Sure. Makes sense to me. B? We wish we had a Travis Kelsey, but hopefully Adam Schoen <laughs> one of those guys. Uh, there you go. But but Nagy's he's already started to assemble some of his staff here in Chicago, and I saw a tweet from one of the local guys uh, saying that he's quote unquote a teacher is going to surround himself uh, on a staff with other quote unquote teachers. And in his introductory presser yesterday, it kind of sounded like that's how uh, things worked in Kansas City, where all the guys, the staff guys, just sat in a room and really just tried to get the best playbook out there with no egos in the room. Something that he really stressed uh, is that accurate, and if so, are there any potential problems that you've seen with that? Everything that I hear about the way Kansas City does things is that with their main offensive uh, coaches, you know, your your position coaches and everything, they just promoted uh, the running backs coach. And Reed was really clear that he's had a very tight hand on helping with the offense. They do get together in a room and they all throw ideas at the wall. You know, that idea is good. That idea sucks. And they're just very honest with one another. I think the key with that kind of approach is you need to make sure you've got good minds in the room. You do need to make sure egos are checked at the door and you need to have a powerful personality. Andy Reid, people really underestimate what a killer he is because he's got this player's coach (laughs) reputation, but there's no doubt over who runs the team. And so Nagy will have to make sure to have a very strong voice if he's allowing that kind of, uh, that kind of everyone has a say. He's going to need to have a very strong voice to be able to eventually say, nope, this is how we're doing it. Sure. And something else, you know, all this entire episode, you've been giving us, you know, Bears fans reasons to be excited about Matt Nagy. <laughs> I want to know 
over his time in uh, his time in Kansas City, what was maybe the one thing uh, that has impressed you the most about Matt Nagy that we should be the most excited about? Um, to kind of return to some of the things that I was saying earlier, it was the fact that he was able to take an already good offensive system and and accentuate the strengths and minimize the weaknesses mid-season when teams had started to pick up on some tendencies and were really starting. I mean, the Chiefs had four or five games in a row where the offense couldn't do anything. Teams had picked up on Pittsburgh's zone blitz strategy and just a lot of things were going poorly. He was able to adjust mid-season and change up how things were being run and what the basis of the offense was, which to me shows a wonderful ability to adjust on the fly and that's that's absolutely crucial. A lot of guys can gain. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at temperpedic.com. Plan. Um, I think he. I think he's a guy who can also adjust, and so I think that's what'll make him uniquely uh, suited for a head coaching position. Oh, thank God, because that was something that John Fox <laughs> absolutely hated that he just would not adjust to anything. Uh, but do you have any any other things that uh, we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with us regarding Nagy? Um, I, I do know, and I was chatting with you guys just a little bit beforehand, you know, there was a lot of hubbub about, you know, the, the Chiefs' second half of the game against the Titans um, that might cause some Bears fans to worry because Nagy came out and said, hey, I called every play. Obviously, the Chiefs had like, you know, negative 4,000 yards of offense or something. It was horrible and awful and makes me want to, you know, peel my face off thinking about it. <laughs> but I, just so you guys know, for your own edification, I've gone through every one of those snaps in all 22 and reviewed where the failures were, reviewed the opportunities that were created against the coverage matchups. There was one play out of 20 in the second half that I would call a schematic failure. The rest of the play calls were absolutely fine. They were failures in execution by the line, by Alex Smith or by receivers. And so even in his worst quote-unquote game, uh, Nagy still looked very, very, very competent. And so I would just tell Bears fans that are worried about that because you got a lot of Chiefs fans. Oh, careful for that second half. It's just not true. It just the film doesn't bear that out. Awesome. Well, Seth, that's really all I have for you. I want to thank you again for taking the time joining us, talking about our new Bears head coach. You know, it was super fun, really insightful. And uh, whenever the Bears and Chiefs have a matchup coming up, I'd love to talk to you again. That sounds like a blast, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being on. All right, Bears fans, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. We're going to be back soon with another discussion here shortly. Uh, if you like this show and you haven't yet, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, one last reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're hoping for 3,000 subscribers by the time week one rolls around in September. Super obtainable. And as Coach Nagy said in his press conference yesterday, let's go. Let's go. All right, so until next time, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. 
For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. 